Hello, and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm your host. I'm what you would call a practicing professor. I have years of experience consulting in the analytics industry, and I have years of experience teaching analytics in the classroom at Greensboro College. This podcast is an ecosystem that I developed for my students so that they could get world-class career advice from leading analytics experts. To date, my students have got to ask questions directly to analysts and data scientists from Amazon, Apple, and Google. They've even got to talk directly to CEOs, CMOs, and presidents of companies who have been former clients of mine to get insights on how senior managers use data to drive their business decisions. If you're interested in becoming one of my students, check the links in the description down below. I'm currently offering two programs. One is a one-month career services program, and the other is an analytics apprenticeship program associated with Greensboro College. In both of those programs, we take a three-tiered hybrid approach. So you'll have access to pre-recorded asynchronous lectures, live group lectures in a cohort setting, and one-on-one coaching with experts in the analytics space. On average, our students are gaining about a $16,000 pay increase going through the program. On the high end, we've actually helped someone achieve a $54,000 pay increase. This means that on average, our students are recouping their investment between one to two months of landing their job. So if you're ready to take your career to the next level, click the links in the description and apply for our program. I would love to get to work with you. With all that being said, I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Hello and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. In this podcast, we talk to experts in and around the analytics industry. One week, we may talk to a data scientist from a FANG tech company. Then the next week, we may talk to a data engineer or business analyst, or even I may pull one of my consulting clients so you get to hear from an executive on how they use data to drive business decisions day in and day out. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm the founder of Silvertone Analytics, which is a boutique consulting agency that focuses on analytics for medium to small-sized businesses. I'm also a professor at Greensboro College, where I teach analytics. Most recently, I have founded the Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program, which melds these two job functions together. This is your opportunity to work directly with me and one of my clients. The Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program is a three-month program. In the first month, you're going to be completing the Analytics Foundation Certification backed by Greensboro College. Then in month two, you're going to be taking that knowledge base that you developed in month one and applying it out in the field where you're going to be working with one of my client's executive teams, where you're going to be solving a business problem using data and analytics tools. Then in the third month, we're going to bring it all together with a full month of career services. Now, this is going to be quite a bit different than the typical career services at a university or a college. Here, I'm going to help you build a professional brand around where you are as an analyst. So in the first month, you have worked with a ton of different data sets. We're going to take the data sets that really resonate with you to help you hone in on your ideal entry-level job. We're going to build a Tableau public portfolio around that area of expertise. We're going to razor focus your resume and LinkedIn. And I'm also going to coach you on how to talk about yourself in an interview setting. So if you're ready to break into the analytics space, 
head over to learn.silvertoneanalytics/apprenticeship. And there you can learn more about the program, and if you're interested, you can apply. With all that being said, let's start the podcast episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So today we've got Jason Krantz, who is an analytics expert. So you not only do consulting work, but you're an advisor. Is that what you just yes. say? Yes. So Advising you individuals, are yep. the founder of Strategy Titan, and we're going to be talking about how to basically take control of your own career and become the CEO or the executive planner of your own career. So Jason, what do you mean by that? How, how can you become the CEO of your own, I guess, analytics trajectory? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, as we become more of a digital um, workforce and society, the importance of data has become even more important. And if we look at kind of the traditional training through we get educational systems, and even workforce training, um, there's a gap there. My good friend Jordan Morrow has talked about this concept as data literacy. It's something that continues to gain momentum here. And the thing is, is in talking to numerous people, uh, both entry level and also those that are evolving in the career, um, a lot of times they're kind of waiting for the organization to tell them what the next step is. It's like, I'm an analyst. Well, the organization is going to tell me when I'm ready for that next level. And they're going to help me identify those skills that I need. And the thing is uh, to succeed at that next level. And the thing is, is with a lot of this change, you've got a lot of still legacy uh, uh, roles and responsibilities and mindsets. Not only that is that, um, you know, there, there's there's not as clear of a playbook on kind of how do you move up from that beginner rank to that next level. And so when I talk about the idea of being the CEO of your career, is it's taking ownership of creating that vision of where do you want to go, the strategic nature of this. And you don't, you don't have to have it all figured out, but you should have an idea of where it is that you want to go so that you can start working proactively towards developing those skills that are going to bring you in a position to have a greater chance of reaching that vision. You know, the analogy I tell uh, young people that I work with is that if you want to drive to California and you're in Chicago, you need to know that you need to start heading west. The exact direction you might not know, the exact path you might not know, but you need to know the general direction that you want to go. And I share this advice because early in my career, um, I didn't have a clear path. I was just kind of wherever the opportunity was. And, and I just felt like it was meandering. And in hindsight, those were valuable experiences. And you don't have to have it figured out, but trying different things to find out what you like. And then once you find that, start to create, talk to people that are in the positions that you idolize to see how they got there. Yeah. I, I also, I feel like I have a follow-up question to this. Do you, are there any like key red flags or indicators that you're in a dead end job or that this job is not going to serve you in terms of your, your long-term career? Yeah. Uh, the first thing I advise people to look for is passion. If you are passionate about a role, you're really interested, you're working in it uh, on the nights and weekends, or even just educating yourself about things that will make you better in your job, I'd say that's a very positive sign. On the flip side, if you don't feel challenged, if it's something where you're like, I'm literally doing this just to collect a paycheck, mm -hmm. um, that's a warning sign. And again, I like to just share stories about people are like, how did you discover that you liked uh, data? And how did you see the value of it? And I told them I liked the thing was, once I discovered it, all I thought about was learning technical skills and playing with data. Even now, I'm, this sounds ridiculous. On the nights and weekends, uh, if I'm looking for, I don't watch TV, I download data sets. I look at them. I do, I develop new skills. I develop new philosophies, things like that. 
I'm passionate about this stuff. I do it as a hobby. And while I'm saying you don't have to have that level of passion and focus on it, there's telltale signs that you can look for. Um, it's like anything in life. If you're passionate about it, you should pay attention because some of this, you know, getting into kind of the subconscious, try a bunch of different things and you're probably going to find something that you're either naturally gravitate to or more importantly, you're naturally good at. Yeah. And to also answer your question, John David, I would ask the question every day, am I flourishing here? Okay, so if I'm not flourishing here, that's when you got to really dig deep and think about, you know, is this where you should be allocating your resources because you only have so much in your life. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I also think too that there there are, and, and maybe you'll you'll disagree with me on this. I think that when you're young, you should experiment a lot and you have, cause you have the time and you have the energy, but then you hit a certain threshold. And I, I don't know if it's a hard number, like I'm not gonna say 35 is when you need to know what you're about and really get to work and roll up your sleeves to build some, some value in the world. But would you agree that you need to be a little bit more open and more experimental when you're earlier on in your career and stakes are a little bit lower? Or would you say you need to be pretty much experimental all the time? My personal philosophy, just for me, and I understand it's unique, uh, is I'm experimental all the time. But even with that, you you do reach a point in my mind where, you know, I wanted to be a leader. I knew that early on. So I knew I had to start to focus. So I agree a million percent early, early in your career, get the diversity of experience, because those are things you have the rest of your career to pull from. Where if you just do just this, your, your, your world is, is, is blinders. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but as you grow and mature, having that wide foundation early on to pull from is a lens that you just refine these things over time. And then what it does is, is that, you know, this is why I encourage people that are in the technical realm to get in the business or people that are in the business realm to develop the technical skills because it's that diversity and it's not saying you have to be an expert in these things, but just expose yourself to it, mm-hmm. learn these things. And then you can make a more informed decision because that's the thing is like, if you haven't, you know, as I, as I try is like with my kids, you take them to an a la carte buffet and there's 10 things. Well, they've only tried one. Mm-hmm. How do you know that you won't like eight other things? Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be the CEO of your career, you need to know, well, I know I do like this, this, and this, I don't like this, this, and this. I should probably consider this path. You know, it could be a non-traditional path or whatever, but that's why I feel, um, and this this applies to really anybody at any point in their career, but it's especially yeah. important early because that's the opportunity. But if you want to take that ownership of your career, part of that process is exposing yourself to different situations that are going to be challenging and hard, you know, and, and I share this, I'm living it right now. People ask me all the time, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, Mm-hmm. How did you, how were you, do you know you were ready for it? I'm like, I wasn't, I'm not even close to ready. I'm jumped in and then you're like, you figure it out. It's terribly uncomfortable. But like anything on else, you, after a while, it's not uncomfortable anymore. I've been doing this now 18 months. I look back at what worried me six months in, I'm like whatever. And I share that story because it's like, even me at my point in my career, there's a ton of things that I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but you've got to be confident in your ability to figure it out. And the more you, this is the thing, it's a muscle. The more you expose yourself to those situations, the less intimidating they become. And eventually you start to embrace that. And so this, to bring it back full circle to the idea of kind of that foundation is 
you're young and, and, and if you, you're scared to expose yourself to something, know that that's normal. Hell, I, I'm, we're building something right now, an educational platform. It, it's brand new. We don't, even, we don't even have a concrete plan. We have an idea, but we're heading into the abyss. But the thing is, is we've done it so many times, we're not that scared of it because we know it's going to work out. So my, my encouragement is to, to try it, understand it's going to be scary, but embrace the process. Yeah, yeah. Well, so what what comes to mind when you're when you're talking about this is that a CEO needs a risk management strategy. So it's it sounds like there's two ends of the spectrum. So on one end, you do one thing and you have a very rigid kind of experience professionally. Mm-hmm. And then on the other end, and this is what I see often in the entrepreneurship space, mm-hmm. is that people will run in five different directions at the same time. Yeah. So if you're not you need to, like you said, like you, you need to head west and you may, you know, kind of choose different roads to take, mm-hmm. but it needs to be under a specific umbrella. Because yes. if, if you're starting to study, I, I guess, like environmental, environmental science, then all of a sudden you want to study engineering. And you're, what, what I think you can do is you can kind of level up your career to where, so I started out as a data visualization specialist. But then I learned quite a bit about the need for data modeling. So when I started learning that skill, I had already kind of had a concept. So I wasn't starting from ground zero. So I think you can kind of leverage things up and up and up. I think, I think that's a brilliant progression. And you're right. Is that what you don't want is to just be making a bunch of right turns and you're just, mm-hmm. you're, you're going in a circle. It, it, and I see that a lot where people are like, you know, um, I advise a lot of people on it. It's like, Listen, it's fine, but do that part as a hobby. But you need to, you just need to keep moving the ball forward. Yep. You know, even if it's slow. Mm-hmm. And this is why well, this is why it's so important that, like exactly like we're talking about here, is you don't have to know the exact. But to your point, to avoid just circles, the things that you're doing need to have a logical progression. And and I'll I'll share one more really quick story. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day, I used to do a lot of SAP implementations. I was in SAP BI architecture and things like that, deployment. What I realized very quickly is that people were pigeonholing me into reporting. Oh, you're, you're a reporting guy. Whatever. And I was like, no, 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 I have, a, I have a lot more that I can bring to the table. Now, in my CEO vision, I knew I wanted to be a business leader, but I knew I wanted to build out my technical skills early in my career so that I could mm-hmm. leverage them down the road. It's like today, I don't need to program or do all that stuff, but I can still do it. And I can coach those people on how to do it. But the thing was, is I, I was at a juncture in my career and I realized if I take another reporting type role, I am determining my fate. I am down that path now. It's going to be very difficult to pivot from because I'm going to have like a couple of roles in a role where it's like, this is what you do. And I had to make the very difficult decision to be like, no, I want to be a general manager. I want to be a leader. I need to find this kind of role. And so what happened was I ended up finding this role and I didn't feel it was a match. I actually declined the job two times. And then the third time I was like, this is what I need. This is my vision. This is why I'm saying no, but it also, and it was the best role I ever took because it was pivotal to generating and getting exposure to that business side and injected me right into the middle of that stuff. Hmm. And it hardened me into the individual, the individual I was today. But the reason I share that story is it started with having a vision. Where do I want to go? What is my objective within my career? And I didn't know exactly, but I knew that because I knew where I wanted to get and I was going down this path, I knew I'm at a fork in the road. 
I need to make the right decision here. It's risky, but I'm going to take it. And so, you know, to bring it back full circle to the CEO of your career, a lot of what I talk about on this, the reason why I'm so passionate about it is because I've lived it myself. This isn't theory. And as I said, you know, kind of beforehand, this isn't a panacea. My way is not the only way. But I've learned a lot of lessons along the way, and I share this. And that's why I'm glad to have these conversations with people like you, because a lot of people are looking for guidance here. And again, I'll reiterate, I don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. But I've seen a lot and I've coached a lot of people and I've seen it work for them too, where you know they, they have the confusion and that's a natural emotion. Hopefully this, this discussion brings some clarification around the framework that can help you create that vision because it's hard. So in a nutshell, you, the guy who founded Strategy Titan says you need to have a strategy for your Analytics strategy for your career. And <laughs> it might seem like it's a nebulous thing. It, trust me, it's it's worth the time investment, the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, like any strategy, a strategy work mm-hmm. is tough. It's it's not easy. It's not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. That that's how you progress. That's how you grow. That's mm-hmm. how you evolve. It, it sounds like as your career has progressed, your vision has become more clear and it has narrowed in its focus, but you've always had an R&D department in the CEO for your career. So I think it's always important to be playful and experiment and in that fashion. So yeah, I think that it's both to me personally. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, much like, uh, you know, just even in our conversation beforehand, the value of having individuals that have traveled that path or are traveling it, you know, um, you know, both of you bring massive value to the table in these types of conversations for your audience because you've been there. Uh, so I would encourage anybody to fi- find people that are have lived it, have done it. Um, and, and because there's a lot to be learned, as I say, the, the battle scars that come with these types of experiences. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I, I kind of missed the mark on this. I would advise you to watch out for this because it's a little bit tricky. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Awesome. Well, Jason, thank you so much for coming on. I, I think this has been a fantastic conversation. Also, um, to you guys listening out there, this is a new kind of platform for strategy for our Tactical Thursday episodes. So, I mean, I like having a like a kind of a short, punctual, let's talk about this one thing and Jason, thank you so much for coming on. Thank hey, you. thanks a lot for the opportunity, guys. To keep up the great work. You're, you're crushing it. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.